You are listening to Sermon Snippets with Max Taylor, where we exposit God's Word and apply its instruction to our everyday lives. As we study God's Word, we are learning truth that corrects our thinking, meets our needs, and teaches us more about Christ. Here's your host, Max Taylor. Well, we took a unexpected week off because I had some technical difficulties with my computer. But alas, we have factory reset it, and I am sitting at my desk that is strewn about with books in typical fashion, and we are going to continue in our study of the book of Daniel, just one week removed from schedule, but that is fine. We will continue here in Daniel chapter 8, a fascinating chapter that I wish we could just park here for a really long time and go over all that there is to really dive into in this chapter, but we're not. We're going to kind of give it an overview and keep moving so that maybe we will finish the book of Daniel in not too much longer than a year worth of time after we started it. So that'll be a goal. But here in Daniel chapter 8, really the way I view this chapter is that there's three characters. Obviously, a lot of differences from chapter 7. We talked about that last week or two weeks ago. And we'll keep emphasizing that. Um, It was last episode, but two weeks ago. So anyways, the three characters, the three uh, subjects that are really discussed in chapter 8, because we're dealing again with Greece. We're zooming in on the Greek, swift, powerful empire that it was. And so we started out by looking at Alexander, Alexander the Great. His strategies, his uh, successes his conquering the Persian Empire, setting up his own empire. And then the second character, which we're going to look at today, is a character named Antiochus Epiphanes. Antiochus IV Epiphanes is who is going to be spotlighted today in our verses that we're going to read. And then finally, the ultimate character that's being revealed to us in this chapter of Daniel is none other than the Antichrist. Very important uh, chapter written to the Jewish people. Uh, We've seen a shift from chapter 7. You know, chapters 2 through 7 was written to the the world, written to the Gentiles, the, the, the people scattered all over the planet. But now, specific message is given to Daniel uh, for the Jewish people directly. So that's where we are. Um, Just to review the difference between the horn that we saw in chapter 7 and then the horn that we're starting to see here in, in the beginning when we start reading these verses in chapter 8. First off, well, they're, they're different words because chapter eight's back in Hebrew. So a totally different word. It has a totally different meaning. It's speaking about a different person. And we're going to see that as we go through. So I'll, I'll not mention that too much right now. We'll also see that more next week as we get into the actual uh, description of the Antichrist, which will continue to just make this chapter come together and make it uh, make sense in our minds as we as we study it together. So let's start in Daniel chapter 8. We're going to be reading verses 8 through 14, a description of Antiochus Epiphanes. So starting in verse 8, we read, Therefore the he-goat waxed very great. Remember, that's Alexander the Great. And when he was strong, the great horn was broken, And for it came up four noble ones toward the four winds of heaven. And out of one of them came forth a little horn, which waxed exceeding great toward the south. 
and toward the east and toward the pleasant land. And it waxed great, even to the host of heaven, and it cast down some of the hosts and of the stars to the ground and stomped upon them. Now, the reference here to the stars, the host of heaven, is talking about followers of God, talking about righteous saints who have come to God in faith. So people like Daniel, people like Abraham, David, they would all be in this category. So basically it's describing that this ruler, this little horn is going to wax great. He's going to grow powerful and he's going to cast down to the earth and trample upon the followers of God. That's what's being said here. We'll pick up here in verse 11. It says, Yea, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host, and by him the daily sacrifice was taken away, and the place of his sanctuary was cast down. And an host was given him against the daily sacrifice by reason of transgression, and it cast down the truth to the ground, and it practiced and prospered. Another interesting way to view chapter 8 is a study on truth. Actually, we're going to touch on this more next week. Um, I have some notes to go over. Uh, But truth, very interesting what the Antichrist is going to do with truth. Very interesting what we already see Antiochus Epiphanes is doing with truth. It says he cast it to the ground. He just overrides the truth. And he, he becomes great and he prospers. Verse 13 says, Then I heard one saint speaking, and another saint saith unto that certain saint which spake, How long shall be the vision concerning the daily sacrifice and the transgression of desolation to give both the sanctuary and the host to be trodden underfoot? And he said unto me, Unto two thousand and three hundred days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. So a lot to get into here, a lot of history, a lot of prophecy, a lot of details. First, we're, we're kind of given the, the history, the, the introduction to the, the historical setting of Antiochus Epiphanes, his, his ancestry, where he came from. Uh, when Alexander the Great died, his kingdom was divided among his four highest generals. Uh, it was Cassandra, uh, Lysimachus, something like that, Lysimachus, took a couple cities. Uh, Ptolemy took Egypt, the southern part there, and Seleucus took Syria and the area of like Babylon and Media. But really, as time went on, two of those kingdoms became the most powerful. And they kind of just took in the others and kind of engulfed it all. And it really came down to two empires. That was Ptolemy and Seleucus. They they were the kings of the south and the king of the north. And we're going to read more about that in Daniel chapter 11, so we're not going to worry too much about that right now. But the king of the north is another reference to the Seleucid empire, as it was called, which was uh, the one originally given to Seleucus, one of the four generals of Alexander the Great. So this is the empire that Antiochus Epiphanes comes from. He comes from the Syrian portion of this rivalry, which is eventually referred to as just the Seleucid Empire. It's the Syrian Empire. And that's where he comes from. He rules over the region of Syria, and he has a burning hatred for the Jews in his heart. You know, history 
doesn't change all that much. It, it repeats itself quite often. But we're introduced to Antiochus Epiphanes. He's this smaller horn that comes up. And then we start to read about him, how he magnifies himself. How he takes away daily sacrifices. And he casts down the place of the sanctuary. And he tramples the followers of God under his feet. Um, he has a host of people with him. He casts down the truth. And he prospers. He becomes great. Now, this period of history is so interesting to study. And this really leads us to the history of the celebration of Hanukkah, the Jewish holiday of Hanukkah, which ironically just passed not too long ago, just a a week or a couple weeks ago. Um, Hanukkah just passed. And we mentioned the importance of Jewish history last episode. And we're really going to see that play out here. And I did want to mention, just as a sneak preview to our listeners out there, we are planning to launch a new podcast that will be basically summarizing and discussing a mixture of books, uh, both theological uh, Bible doctrine books, as well as Israeli history. So we'll be given more information on that coming out in 2024, so stay tuned for that. But I really personally think that Israeli history is the most important history that you can study. I mean, because it's really an extension of biblical history. It's just a continuation, literally, of the Bible that we all believe and that we study and that we read. So Jewish history is so important to study. And here's a little slice of history that directly relates to this character we're seeing here, Antiochus Epiphanes. So have you ever heard of Hanukkah? It's the... Uh, celebration of lights, the Feast of Lights that is popular in Israel in the wintertime. And what it is, it's a commemoration of the survival of the Jews during this time when basically they were under the threat of annihilation. So Antiochus Epiphanes, what he's known for in history, this blasphemous infidel, he offered a pig, he actually started offering pigs on the altar in the temple and he erected an altar to Jupiter which is um, also I forget the other name for for Jupiter but Zeus yes there we go Um, Zeus is, is the other name for Jupiter but he erected that in the holy of holies so in the most sacred part of the temple had absolutely no um fear of God, had no respect for the God of Israel. And so he he did that to desecrate the temple. But he didn't stop there. He uh, made a mess of the temple. He flung the blood from the pigs all around the temple, desecrated it. Um, and then he went on to try to destroy the Jews. Um, so if that wasn't enough, he became part of this political move to try to recapture Jerusalem and Hellenize Israel, which meant to basically immerse it in the Greek culture of that time. So this was a very bloody and violent time. Um, Actually, the historian Josephus, Flavius Josephus, wrote about it in his book. I have a short quote here. It says, The king, being there to dispose beforehand, complied with them and came upon the Jews with a great army and took their city by force and slew a great multitude of those that favored Ptolemy and sent out his soldiers to plunder them without mercy. 
He also spoiled the temple and put a stop to the constant practice of offering of daily sacrifice of expiation for three years and six months. So the Jews fought back in a struggle which later became known as the Maccabean Revolt. And the revolt was actually successful. They drove off the uh, Seleucid Empire and they liberated the temple. But in the process of rededicating the temple, there was a shortage of oil because they were very uh, careful to leave only a small amount, like one day's worth of oil in the temple. So when the Jews liberated it and they were trying to rededicate it, they burned what little oil they had. And to their amazement, it lasted eight days. And so thus we have the celebration of Hanukkah each year commemorating the eight days that the candle lasted and it's called the feast of lights in memory of that oil the miracle of the oil that lasted and and just a picture of god protecting his people so we can see clearly and we're not going to get into all the dates and everything we'll look at that next episode but we see clearly antiochus is the vision but he's not the full interpretation of the vision to use the words of ironside you see he represents um, anti-semitism he represents the Antichrist and a whole lot of other words that start with A, like Adolf Hitler, and, and so many others that have come in between now and then. But it, the message is still the same, and it's God's message to his people that he will not forsake them, and the importance that we need to study Bible prophecy. God tells us exactly what will happen to his people, what will happen to the church, and what will happen to all of mankind in the last time. So again, our main concern needs to be following God, putting our trust in him, studying his word, and then leaving history in his hands. And that's what we see all throughout the book of Daniel. We'll continue there in our study next week. Thank you for listening to Sermon Snippets. If this Bible study is a help to you, consider downloading the weekly episodes or sharing this podcast with a friend. Until next time, remember that God's word is perfect, and it's everything you need to live for him.